Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Greetings. This episode was recorded before, and the reason I'm releasing it a second time is because the subject is a must. It's a must focus to gain and or regain health. Balancing holistic and traditional medicine, knowing when, how, and why. PFAM, stay tuned, listen in, and make some decisions that will positively impact your health. Holistic medicine is healing that considers the whole person, body, mind, spirit, and emotions while seeking optimal health and wellness. And the primary goal is gaining proper balance in life. It's an approach to life that considers multidimensional aspects of wellness. It encourages individuals to recognize the whole person, physical, mental, emotional, social, intellectual, and spiritual. Holistic medicine types of treatment may include diet, exercise, psychotherapy, relationship, and spiritual counseling. And alternative therapies include acupuncture, chiropractic care, homeopathy, massage therapy, naturopathy, and others. First of all, allow me to welcome the PFAM as well as our relatives around the globe. And joining us today, PFAM, to discuss this very relevant topic is Rhonda Powell, who owns DGD Healthcare Solutions, LLC, and Altruistic Healthcare Solutions, Inc. Rhonda is also an allied health professional, RN, with 16 plus years experience in both Western and holistic practices. Rhonda's desire and life mission is to see all patients receive equal access to healthcare, whether Western or holistic. Welcome, Rhonda. Hello. I am so glad you can join us today for this very, very important topic. 
balancing holistic and traditional medicine, knowing when, why, and how. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. This is a hot topic today. The holistic theory is when one part of the whole person is not working properly. All the other parts will somehow be affected. So if there are imbalances such as physical, emotional, or spiritual in your life, can it negatively affect your overall health? Absolutely. How does that happen? I'll give you an example. And I'd use this example with my patients. Say, for example, you're having some stress in life or loss of a loved one that may be job stress, and you begin to not eat, for example. Now you've affected your digestive system, right? And you're having problem issues with processing your food or everything begins to slow down. You may experience some constipation. Just that small change in your normal everyday life affects your health. And people take it almost as if, you know, well, I need to go to check out this issue. But the reality is, is if you change some things in your life, stress factors, you could help get yourself back on track. So I always use that as an example. Okay. That's a good example. Now, why is it important to balance your health care with traditional and holistic medicine? Because healthcare in its entirety in this country, Western medicine focuses on a problem, the diagnosis. You come in with a broken toe, they're going to splint it, send you to an orthopedist, and that's just what's going, what's going to happen, right? Okay. The holistic approach, as you described, focuses on the entire person, your mind, body, spirit, what you're putting into your body, what you're even saying out of your mouth. And it's really a profound experience if you're able to walk that path and walk it with people that support you on that journey. Wow. So in other words, if we are leaning too far toward one or the other, we're missing something. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Other than love, support, and innate healing power, what are some other principles of holistic medicine? I think one thing that people miss when they're thinking of holistic medicine is spiritual, the spiritual aspect of it, the grounding and what can come from that. Just literally taking the time to just process is something that I've learned from not just being a holistic practitioner or participating with holistic practitioners, but also seeing the patients and their recovery in it. Many people refer to health issues as a problem or disease. Mm-hmm. I learned, Rhonda, years ago that we should look at it not as a problem or a disease. Instead, we should look at it as a health opportunity. And what do I mean by that? It's an opportunity to regain your health. Don't focus on the problem. But wow, I now have an opportunity to regain the healthy me. What are your thoughts relating to that? I 100% agree. I think if people looked at life like that in general, Mm -hmm. it would just be, we'd be in a better place, right? Yes. But 
it definitely is an opportunity for you to correct what brought you on that journey, but mm-hmm. it also is an opportunity for you to do better moving forward. And mm-hmm. what I've learned, again, just from being in this is that I literally can't change anything that happened yesterday. I can't do anything about it. The only thing that I can do is change what's going on right now and move forward in my practice. So again, just giving an example, I personally was diagnosed with lupus less than 10 years ago. Being a a nurse, you know, I go to the doctor, I'm diagnosed and they give me 15 pills, including steroids. And they said, here, take these. Now I'm thinking, okay, well, I know that this happens this way, that way, et cetera. Now they're all, there's contraindications and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I felt horrible for at least a month. And I remember being in a hospital saying to myself, this is not it. This is not it, you know? And one of the nurses that was there taking care of me, she actually said, why don't you try IV therapy? Because my biggest issue was dehydration with my lupus diagnosis. I promise you, just that suggestion. I came, I'm like, oh, she's just quirky, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, not really thinking too much about it, but I tried it and it literally changed my life. Amazing. So here you are trained in traditional medicine. Absolutely. But converted over just based on a diagnosis, which mm-hmm. has ultimately changed your life. Ultimately changed my life. I was at that time, I was an ER nurse and trauma trained. So that's okay. all I knew was this happened. This is there's this outcome. And that's just what it is. Right. I didn't think of anything as actually I had, if I'm being honest, I had a negative outlook on holistic medicine because we are just taught that as quirky and for quacks. And yes. that's so far from true. So yeah. far from true. It's ironic because the same thing happened to me years ago. You know, I fell into it. I fell mm-hmm. into it, you know, based mm-hmm. on, but, but this is so important. Balance. Everything is about balance in life. If we can embrace that, it would be great. So what are some lifestyle changes that our PFAM can make now as they ease into holistic health or even consider it? One of the things, again, that just on my journey with balancing both, as you stated, is the first thing I did was I watched what I say out my mouth. What you put into the world is what you get back. It's the most basic principle. Again, just another example. I remember saying when I was pregnant with my son that my biggest fear was having a C-section. And what happened? I ended up having a C-section. Now, granted, he was a 10-pound, three-ounce baby, but, you know, <laughs> it's just, you know the energy that you give right. into, that you put into the world and coming out of it with that thought process, I feel like it really allowed me the chance to grow and become a whole woman. I really contribute part of my journey with holistic medicine to who I am today. Wonderful. So now, Give us some examples of the differences in holistic treatment versus conventional medicine. Let's just say for something as simple as a headache. Something as simple as a headache. Let's just say you go to your doctor. They may prescribe you some Motrin or tell you to get some Motrin over the counter, right? Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. And that's just the end of it. You follow up in 30 days, 60 days to see if it resolved. And that Mm -hmm. if not, then there is the next step and the next step. Right. Right. 
holistic treatment, the practitioner is now asking you questions about your work life, your home life, what you do for leisure, who you're surrounding yourself around, what you're eating, their possibility that you're allergic to something. Is there something in your environment that you could have been exposed to? It's a deeper conversation about, like you said, the whole person. It could be something as simple as you've had a cat for 20 years. The cat went outside and played in the grass, came back, and now you've developed this allergy. You've had a headache for two months and don't know. So it's looking at the whole picture and not just a snapshot. Okay. PFAM, you're hearing this wonderful, holistic and traditional medicine advice coming from uh, Rhonda Powell. Rhonda, why did you decide to focus on holistic health care after becoming a registered nurse? Even after your diagnosis, what drove you to even enter into this practice? So biggest thing, I'm goal-driven and I live my life by outcomes. Um, so seeing the patient outcomes at the end of holistic treatment or nearing the end, holistic medicine is no different than Western medicine in a sense. You're going to have some wins and you're going to have some losses. Mm -hmm. I've had patients that have done a complete 360 just from having some IV therapy and colonic treatment. Mm -hmm. But I've also had patients that I've lost, sadly enough, and that was their story. That was their journey. So I don't want to confuse the two, right? There's definitely similarities there. But what outside of my personal experience, what's converted my thought process about this on a day-to-day is the way that the whole patient is looked at. I can't stress that enough. How in tune the practitioners I've worked with have been with their patients. And then steps. Say, for instance, one of our listeners, one of our PFAM members would like to identify a good holistic practitioner. What are the steps to doing that? The very first steps, in my opinion, even for practitioners that I've worked with, is looking at the services that they offer. If they're more geared toward one type of service or one service dynamic than the other, then I think that you might want to keep looking around. So I'll give you an example. If a holistic provider provides only colonics or Mm -hmm. only supplemental treatment, vitamins and things like that, there's a bias there, right? But if you are in contact with a holistic provider that offers IV therapy, that offers massage and they offer acupuncture and they offer supplemental therapies there, and then they also have nutritionists, they also have people to deal with mental health and what you're putting into the world. That to me is a well-rounded provider. And I know there hasn't always been readily available holistic practitioners to choose from. Mm -hmm. So that is changing as we speak. And then more of a metropolis will have uh, different ones to choose from, whereas a smaller town or city may not have those options. So what do you recommend to someone who just doesn't have everything they need. Are you recommending that they do telemedicine appointments? They could be 
in another country, do you recommend them doing similar to what we're doing now, just getting in a discussion group or what recommendations do you have? What tips can you give? The first thing I would recommend is seeing if there is a provider that's in your area that has a pretty good reputation. If not, and maybe the surrounding cities. But the beauty of 2022, and this is something I'm also getting used to myself, I'm just being honest, is technology. We literally hold everything that we need in the palm of our hand. So most providers are offering, whether it's Western medicine or holistic medicine, they're Mm -hmm. offering telemedicine visits. And most of them prefer for new patient consults to do that so that they can get a feel for the patient and come up with a plan. If you prefer to see someone in person, then definitely, of course, traveling is, if it's feasible and in your budget, do that. But if not, you can log on to Zoom or to these Microsoft meetings and talk to somebody at seven to eight o'clock at night. Yes, yes. And even midnight, depending on what country the person is in. Yeah, Definitely. So this whole COVID and all the things that has reshaped our lives, you know, there are some positives and that is more people working virtual and remotely and just doing things from the comfort of your home that, mm-hmm. that really makes a difference. I know your businesses, you've started two businesses and they both offer some of the best holistic care around. Tell us about the services that are offered in your practice. Yes. (laughs) DGD, my babies, these are my passion. DGD Healthcare Solutions, named after three important people in my life. My mother, who's deceased, Denise, my grandfather, George, who is deceased also, and my grandmother, Dottie. So that's what the DGD stands for. Like I said, the three most important people in my life outside of my child, and now my husband. (laughs) I started this because of them. They were patients also. So I grew up just a little bit of a backstory in an inner city community in Southeast DC. And my mom died from a cocaine overdose when I was eight. So being in that type of setting so young and having to just be a grown up, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, adopted into a wonderful family and my grandparents, both having wonderful insurance, commercial insurance, and grandfather, 25 years in the military. All three of them, what they had in common was that they had health issues and mental health issues that were untreated and overlooked. And it didn't matter. My grandparents were really well off owned real estate and everything. My mom, inner city. And what they had in common is that they were overlooked by our healthcare system. My mom also had undiagnosed mental health issues. So what drove me to do this and working in literally the same community that I came out of for years was to give an opportunity for everyone, whether you have TRICARE or Care First FEP, or whether you have DC Medicaid, to be able to have access to the same services and even having the same patient experience. So a person that has Medicaid shouldn't have to go into a clinic 
or an office and not be able to get a drink of water or have a chair to sit in, just basic human rights. What I did was take my work that I've done as a nurse and integrate both worlds. So to offer re-entry into the community services and IV therapy services and access to providers, access to mental health, access to healthcare systems and doing chronic care management so that patients can get that linkage to care that is missed and unfortunately the black and brown communities and I'm a product of that. So it was important to me to be able to provide that to the people that I touch every day and for my children to be able to see where I came from and where I'm going and what I'm leaving behind for them. Wonderful. So it's, it's not so much about where you came from. I say, who am I and where am I going? Mm -hmm. The same tone that I've been saying the whole time. I can't do anything about being that little girl and what happened to me, you know, when I was eight, when I was, it's nothing I can do. What I can do now is help some other little girls, you know, give some examples to some other little boys and let them know that there's a pathway out as long as you believe that can happen. So, like I said, mixing those two worlds together, which I know people will probably think is like wild, but it's important to me in a sense that even in Western medicine, I should be concerned about why you're constipated today. Because if I give you a pill and now your left leg went numb, And I could have just literally addressed the mere fact that your mother just died and you haven't eaten in a week. Right. It's the simplicity of it that just doesn't happen. Well, I like the way you present this because like in your case and many other situations, especially for people around the world, it's not just the U.S. You know, we are all going through some things and this whole concept of Quitting is not an option. We're here to inspire and empower people to move beyond whatever the trials, tribulations. With all of that being said, we really have to look at where am I going? Always remember who I am, but where am I going? And that really takes you to a place You can find peace, that you can find help. You can find comfort, ease, grace, and tranquility. Thank you. Thank you for that. Are there any final tips, Rhonda, conversion tips that you can leave the fam with? Because I know when I started holistic practices, I was left with some headaches and some things that I wasn't feeling so good about. My body was a little bit in an uh, uncomfortable state. And it really was, when I got to the bottom of it, it was releasing toxins. Mm-hmm. It was getting rid of all of this excess garbage that was in my system and not necessarily through the typical ways we release. This is stuff that may give you a headache. This is something that just may turn your body upside down, your mental capacity and everything. So what are some conversion tips that we may be, that we might leave the fam with? One, I would say the biggest thing I would say is to trust your instincts. If your gut tells you no, then the answer is just no. The second I would say is research. Do your research and do your homework on what it is that 
you're looking for. There's so much information. Again, it's right in the palm of your hand. And the third I would say is even with nobody else, tell yourself the truth. Because no different than what you just described, right? When you're going through a detoxification, it is literally, I mean, like you would almost feel like you're going through withdrawals from cocaine. It can get bad. I have been there, you know, can definitely, I wear the t-shirt for it and would support anybody going through it. But if you think about it on a Western medicine aspect as well, if I give you some medication for your high blood pressure, you may end up with constipation. You may end up with, you could be sleepy, drowsy, having stomach issues. It's really, I guess, all in what people can deal with. But there's not, when you look at it for the, again, a big picture, it's not really that much of a difference. And I know in many cases in Western medicine, you get a drug and mm-hmm. this drug is prescribed to get rid of one thing. But many times we don't look at all the fine print of all the things that it causes. So it's going to help you with this, but it's going to cause you to have 20 other things. And that's fortunately, it's all written on the prescription label when you pick it up. But very few of us take the time to read that. So we want to just say, PFAM, it's your body. It's your life. You can overcome whatever is going on, but make sure, as Rhonda has said, tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. And it's okay when your body says no, accept that. And finally, she said, do your research, which most of us don't do. But we have the computer at hand and we can Google, we can do everything we need to do to find out information. And the best patient, whether traditional or holistic, is an informed patient. Exactly. Thank you, Rhonda, for joining us today. Please provide your website for the PFAM. Absolutely. So my for-profit business is dgdhealthcare.com. And my nonprofit organization is altruistichealthcare.org. PFAM, thank you for joining us today. Allow me to leave you with 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. P-Fam, I love you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Rhonda. Be safe. Take care. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.